welcome back to the podcast. We're so happy to have you here. Just as a disclaimer before today's episode, we did record this in a studio space and there were unfortunately some dancers above us. So throughout the episode, you might hear a little bit of muffling and it is essentially their heels hitting the ground. Um, We tried to edit it out as much as possible, but of course we are not magicians. So want to apologize in advance for that. Anyways, on to today's episode. So we had the pleasure of sitting down with Lorda Sanctus, literally on some yoga mats, and had a wonderful chat. Laura is a holistic nutritionist and wellness expert, self-love advocate, speaker, health blogger, and wellness ambassador. She aims to provide individualized care and assessments to all clients and bases her treatments around sensible and holistic dietary and lifestyle advice. As the founder of Go With Your Gut, an online nutrition and digestive healing program, Laura specializes in coaching women on digestive wellness, as well as detoxification and weight loss. She has even formulated her own digestive teas with lemon lily tea called Go With Your Gut and a prebiotic honey elixir, and her own self-love and affirmation cards and wellness journals called Shift Happens. She also conducts educational and corporate seminars, speaking on topics such as the importance of overall nutrition, gut health, and mindful eating. Also want to give a huge shout out to everyone who supported us and made it out to our latest event at Cali Love. Cali Love is such a beautiful space and they provided our guests with delicious smoothies and some energy bites. So thank you Cali Love for that. We had such an amazing event and we cannot wait to host another event and we will definitely be sharing it on this podcast and our Instagram for you. So look out for those in the future. There will be many more to come. This will be our last episode for this theme of the month, New Year, New Inspiration. So here we go with Season 2, Episode 4, Go With Your Gut with Laura DeSanctis. Hey friends, welcome to the team. I'm Sarah, marketing professional, bar fitness instructor, and dancer. And I'm Kira, a professional in the wellness industry, dancer, and lover of all things fitness and well-being. We're your hosts of the Team Wellness TO podcast. Together, we've created this podcast to be your one-stop shop for all information about the entrepreneurs that work to build a healthier Toronto every day. Our goal is to form the largest team of healthy, happy, and thriving individuals in Toronto. We aim to provide the information you need to start or further your holistic wellness journey. Let's get this conversation started. Welcome back to the Team Wellness TO podcast. Today we're here to chat with Laura DeSanctis post sweat sesh. Um, so we just did Sarah's bar class. How are you today and how do you feel? It. I feel amazing. I'm kind of like, I'm so zenned out right now. I'm like kind of sleepy, but I feel good. Amazing. Yeah. Good start to my That's week. That's good to hear. You guys, did you feel it in all your muscles? Everyone. Yeah. I love it. Every <laughs> single one. Every single one. I can't wait to go take a bath when I get home. Perfect. Yeah, <laughs> a bath is necessary. Yeah. Um, so Laura, you have an incredible health story um, and journey. So we want to start from the beginning. Um, and so you stated that, I guess, few years ago now that your body kind of shut down. So can you chat with us about what that was like and what happened? Yeah. um, It's really crazy because I call my business go with your gut because through like the last 10 years in my corporate career, I didn't actually go with my gut. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's weird because like in your 20s and then when you start hitting your 30s, you realize your body doesn't respond the same. Um, 
And in my 20s, I abused my body a lot, where I would work all the time, I'd overexercise, I wouldn't eat properly, or like I'd binge eat. And what happened was like my body through like a really stressful job, my first job was in PR. So my background's Mm. in PR marketing before I became nutritionist. And for me, like my first job was, I always tell people, have you ever seen The Devil Wears Prada? Yes. Yes. Okay, so Meryl (laughs) Streep, I love that movie. But Meryl Streep, like that character was my first boss. No. Yes. Yes. Like every day I was crying. Every day, like my boss would come in the bathroom. She'd be like, where are you? I'm like, I'm just taking a pee. Yeah. She would constantly be on me. And so you're always in a fight or flight. Like you're always like, it's like this like monkey on your back and you can never, you never felt good about yourself. Mm -hmm. And obviously that takes a huge toll on you mentally, physically, emotionally. Um, So because of that, I was always in fight or flight. I was always stressed out. Mm -hmm. I'd have to eat at my desk. And when you eat at your desk or when you're eating on the run, it's mindless eating. So you're not actually digesting properly. You're thinking about all these things in your head, but you're not thinking about actually what you're eating. Right. So take that and like expand that by like 10 years. And that's kind of what my life was like, like hardly sleeping, living on coffee. And what happened was I actually, um, I just realized like, you know, I'm not digesting my food properly. I'm not training properly. I'm not sleeping properly. All that comes into effect. But for me, one of the biggest issues was I wasn't actually going to the bathroom. Oh, like I wasn't pooping like properly. Like, oh, okay. at all. I mean, at obviously all. not at all. Oh, at, at all. all. Like okay. it, it would take like a week and a half, two weeks to oh, like boy. produce a bowel movement. And no one really likes to talk about it. I think especially as women, they're like, they feel like it's so taboo to talk about mm-hmm. going in the bathroom, but it's a normal bodily function, mm-hmm. just like peeing, right? Yeah. We should be going to pee every day. We should be going to poo every day. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I don't have time in my day because I, I can only have so much time in my day. So two hours for the gym. And then, like, 10 to 15 hours was work. Maybe I'd sleep, like, four hours. Like, it was a very crazy, stressful time in my life. And, again, this is, like, over, like, years and years and years. So I was, like, how am I going to, like, beat this kind of system? How am I going to trick my body or beat it? So I started taking laxatives. And I was taking over-the-counter laxatives to, like, 25 a day because, like, four weren't working, 10 weren't working, 15 weren't working. And then I was, like, okay, so if I take, like, 25 laxatives a day, it's going to take me like six hours to produce a bowel movement. And that means it's not going to affect me at work so I can get my job done. So I was trying to like figure out all these like, like cut time corners. Time it with your Time job. it with my oh job. My but my body was in resistance. Like I was skinny fat. I mean, I'd be like doing cardio all the time. I was doing all the wrong exercises for my body, especially that I was in fight or flight already with work. Yeah. And then I'd go on the treadmill and I'd overwork my body itself. So it can never actually just rest and digest. I can never really heal. I was always in inflammation. Yeah. And because of everything around me too, like my outside world was so chaotic, that was a reflection of my inside world. I couldn't actually release. So at like 27, um, I remember I was going on a trip to Greece and my boyfriend at the time and I, like I was so exhausted that I missed the first three days of my trip. And like what I brought for my reading materials was like Joy McCarthy's first nutrition book, Joy's Mm. Health. And I was like, this is what I want to read. I want to get back into, like, being healthy again. And I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to go to school part-time while I'm working in corporate and figure this out, how to heal my body. So before I even went on that trip, I was seeing naturopaths. I was seeing doctors. I was seeing different nutritionists. And I was getting so much conflicting information, like, mm. you know, cut out carbs, cut out fats, like, do the keto diet, do this diet, and, like, nothing seemed to work. I was still dependent on laxatives. My family doctor was, like, take Metamucil. 
I had like three colonoscopies before 30 years old. Wow. And they were like, yeah, it just shows that you're like lactose intolerant. I'm like, that, no, there's, there's more to it than that, yeah. right? Yeah, like it just can't be. More, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, you know intuitively, like when something's wrong, like mm-hmm. something feels wrong, like within, within your gut, like when you meet somebody or when you taste something and you're in an environment that doesn't feel good, that's your body telling you like you need to get out. Mm-hmm. But I ignored that so much yeah. to the point where by 27, 28, I was so like ridden with stress and I kept trying to cheat the system of like, how can I take laxatives? How can I like, you know, not deal with the stuff that's happening to me? And I just got so sick that I actually couldn't get out of bed. I felt paralyzed. Like my body just shut down. Wow. So I quit my And this happened job. on vacation? It happened when I came back. Oh. It happened when I came back, like, a few months later. Yeah. My body was like, you can't do it anymore. On vacation, though, I was so, like, tired and stressed that I slept half my vacation. Because um, my body was yeah. just like, oh, you can actually rest now. Um, so that was really how I got into becoming a nutritionist. That's mm-hmm. how I got into, like, digestive health because I had, like, so many problems in my 20s where the point, like, I couldn't go out and, like, hang out with my friends on the weekends. If I ate a certain food, it affected me for three days. Like, I wouldn't leave the bathroom. I just felt groggy and tired all the time. My workouts wouldn't be good. So I'd take, like, a caffeine supplement or I'd take something like a fat burner because I wasn't seeing the results that I, I thought I should see. But all of this stemmed from my digestive issues. Mm. And I think a lot of people struggle with it. They just don't know where to start. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's like, that's crazy that, I mean, it clearly almost got to a point where it was affecting every aspect of your yeah, life. Yeah, of course. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, so what was the process of changing your career, going mm. from one extreme to now working on your health? On my health, yeah. yeah. Um, it was really hard at the beginning because I was so used to like being in such a fast paced like go, 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 go environment. And I was like, okay, I need to slow down and realize and feel what's happening to me. I, I need to think and feel like what actually feels good in my body. Because most of the time, a lot of us are like always on everything. We're like, our schedules are so packed mm-hmm. and we don't actually know like what really true health is. We don't really know what feels good. Mm-hmm. Right? We're like numb to a lot of the Which things. It's so that we sad, do. like that we don't, you know? Yeah, because we don't stop to think about yeah. it, right? Like yeah. we just keep ourselves busy. Mm-hmm. And that's what we think is productive or good for us. Yeah. So for me, it was so hard to like make those changes. Um, but going to school and being around people in that environment really helped. But then also, really, like from an energetic standpoint, taking a lot of energy medicine courses, trying mm-hmm. different modalities like yoga and Pilates because I was like very type A. So I was like, okay, everything is going hard. Like my work, I go hard. My workouts, I go hard. I go hard in like my boot camps. Like everything was very much fast paced mm-hmm. and I had to like slow it all down. Yeah. And I got anxious because of that because I'm like, I don't yeah. feel like I'm not seeing results. Mm-hmm. And I think that happens a lot, like especially in health Definitely. and wellness when people yeah. are like, why aren't I seeing gains? Yeah. And it's like we're not computers. We're not like we're not programmed. Yeah. You know, our body is a natural process. There's natural things we do, but we always want to speed that up. Yeah. Yeah. And it's also like you also have to think about like the mental side of it. Like mm. why do you need this so quickly, right? Like it's it's yeah. all about the process. Like it's yeah. connected Delayed to the, gratification is key. Yeah. It's connected <laughs> to the mindset. It should be like, well, this makes me feel good and then you know, eventually I will get to this place. But yeah. like everyone wants fast results. Like it's yeah. like such like the so- social media culture or like the Amazon culture, mm-hmm. like you get it instantly yeah. yeah. that day. Yeah. So and they're like, not thinking about like just doing it makes you feel good. Like most yeah. people are just looking they go for the, the for the physical or certain aspects of it, yeah. but they're not thinking about like in that moment, it feels good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. 
Um, so we're going to back up a little bit to Laura as a kid. Um, yeah. Were you like interested in health and wellness at all when you were younger? Like, were you active or um, what, what did that look like? I wasn't, I was interested in food. Like my, mm-hmm. um, my Italian family is all about like food and yeah. like that's a big component of the culture. So like food, homemade food, like learning how to make like homemade tomato sauce and pizza mm-hmm. and pasta. Like that's Aww. a really big thing. So I like cooking. So that part, I think that's never going to change. But in terms of sports and things like that, um, I have two younger brothers, and my dad always made me be in the same sports as them. So I hated, (laughs) I absolutely hated baseball. So I remember, like, I would go in the outfield, and I purposely picked the outfield position so I could just sit there and, like, look for flowers. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I was, like, five or six. I used to do that. Because I didn't like it. Yeah. But I liked, I did like dance, but my parents never put me in dance. So I was kind of active. I was pretty competitive about, like, basketball. I really liked that as well. Swimming. Um, so I feel like movement is key, especially as a child, even if I didn't like to do certain sports, at least it got me like out of my shell. Yeah. And I noticed that like now it's funny cause I feel like almost like a kid when I try a new class, I get a yeah. little anxious cause I'm like, I don't know how my body's going to respond or if no. I can handle this. Yeah. Did you feel like that today? Initially when I walked in, I got a little anxiety yeah. and I'm like, no, I know two people. So yeah. if anything happens, like, <laughs> I feel like I always say, that's why at the end of class, sometimes I say like, you know, it's a positive to step outside of your comfort zone because Sometimes, like, yeah, like, going to a fitness class can be intimidating, like, when it's, when it's something new, especially if it's a new movement, but, yeah. yeah. All right, so now we're bringing it back. <laughs> yeah. Um, so you decided to get to the root cause of your IBS, and so what did this look like, and how did you go about starting that journey? That's a good question. Well, for me, like, I went to a few doctors, and they kept telling me I have IBS. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, what the heck does that mean? Like, I have IBS, like, irritable bowel syndrome. It's not... Like, they couldn't pinpoint what exactly was wrong with me. So mm-hmm. I figured, like, how – what can I do and how can I take control of my health? Because I think a lot of the time people are, like, they identify with, like, a disease or symptoms or they go on Dr. Google and they think they have all these things. Mm-hmm. And then they downplay that information and they identify or they take on that they have X disease or Y, like, condition. Yeah. But they don't do anything about it. Mm-hmm. So for me, I'm like, okay, so what are the things now that I have this information or that I think this could be the right information, what are the steps that it's going to take me to heal myself? Mm-hmm. And maybe I need people to help me along the way. So what I did was I, like, buried myself in research, and then I looked for people that had similar conditions to me. And I sought out, like, a lot of teachers in my school. I went to different naturopaths and said, like, you know, this is my conditions. Have you worked with people that have had struggle with IBS. A big thing too is just cleaning my diet, but you know, what works for me doesn't work for a lot of other people, mm-hmm. right? And I always tell people the best diet is the one you can follow. So like, you know, keto is not necessarily good for everyone or paleo or like um, whatever is the newest trend in the market, yeah. right? So I think for me, it was really like tapping in and being like, what are the things and how do I feel before and after I eat? How do I feel before and after I'm in certain environments? And how do I feel before and after certain workouts? And I always go back to telling people, like, you know, whether it's, like, a nutritionist or a new fitness program or whatever it is, like, you should track, like, how you're feeling before, during, and after. And that's yeah, what I start to do. do. Yeah. Like, even to eat, though, like, right? I think a lot yeah. of the time you overlook it. And it's, like, how do you feel before a meal, during it, and after? And you probably find that there's a lot of patterns and the type of foods that you eat, mm-hmm. the foods you gravitate to, 
uh, did you drink enough water? And that too was something that I didn't even drink enough water. And I was like more cognizant of that because mm-hmm. I was so addicted to coffee. Um, um, and so being in corporate, I a lot of nutritionists, and maybe you've heard of this term called the SAD diet, the standard American diet. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so that, that's pretty much the reality of what it is in North America right now. And I remember like, you know, and not to knock corporate, it's just this is my first experiences around it is that I used to always see people starting off their day with like a bagel or a donut and coffee. Yeah. And when you look at like your meals, like breakfast means you're breaking your fast. You're breaking mm-hmm. your fast through that whole night. Yeah. So if you're priming your body with sugar and carbs and fat and you're washing it down with coffee, which is a diuretic and you haven't had any water in like at least eight to 10 hours, mm-hmm. how are you going to feel? Not good. Yeah. <laughs> right? No, but like we don't, we're not cognizant of that, yeah. right? And I think, and you asked me such a great question. I think a lot of the time we're not taught these things in school mm-hmm. and we're not taught like preventative health. We're only taught like yeah. once something bad happens, yeah. how do we make those changes? Yeah. That's so interesting. Sorry, I have to, to not to change the subject, but back to like the, were you, I'm so curious about, you know how you were saying you were taking 25 laxatives? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when did you, did you like, you when did, that? yeah, like how? And also like, did you stop when you went to nutrition school or like what was the process of stopping that? Yeah. Um, so what I did was I became like so obsessed about not eliminating or not eliminating properly. Okay. And like I said, it was skinny fat, right? right. So like I would take like all these fat burners because I was like, why aren't I seeing results? Mm-hmm. Um, so I'd be taking all the wrong supplements as well. So I just like, I research online from different sources. And then what I did was like, I'm like, okay, well, I'm not losing weight or the weight that I want, um, probably because I'm not going to the bathroom enough. So I started taking like this colon prep stuff that you take before you have a colonoscopy, and it's like really strong oh, as well. Oh yeah. yeah. Yes. So I take that on the weekends, like, and I wouldn't, like, you know, have a social life. I just stay at home because you can't really go out because you're gonna yeah. shit your pants yeah. pretty much. <laughs> oh my god. Um, to like make sure I clean myself out. So oh. I was like, okay, uh, this is getting too much now because I'm at like the grocery store or pharmacist every other day buying laxatives or buying like these colon preps every week um so i found something called colon hydrotherapy which is a lot less evasive i mean they just really pretty much put a tube up your butt but they flush out like they just put water and they flush out they gently massage the colon okay so i started doing that a few times a week and eliminating a laxative because laxatives have a lot of chemicals yeah mm-hmm. and you're ingesting the chemicals right so that's an issue as well mm-hmm. um so for me I changed my workouts that would help a lot but the biggest thing for me as well is the environment that I'm in and a lot of people oh, with I IBS like um especially with constipation you hold on to things right like you're not just holding on to like the food you're holding on to the emotions you're holding on oh. to the environment around you mm-hmm. and I notice as well like when I'm in a very stressful state now I'm just not going to eat because if I eat, it's like it feels like there's a rock in my stomach. Yeah. Wow. So weaning myself off the laxatives, looking for alternative sources, but then changing my environment. And I can't always change my environment. No. But I notice, like, if I feel like I'm in a rush state, and you can't control that sometimes, but if I feel, um, let's say, like, I'm in a food court, I can't eat in a food court because mm-hmm. there's too much chaos around me. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like, I need to just concentrate on what I'm eating and, like, be in a peaceful yeah. kind of state. Yeah. So I guess our next question is, how did you then decide you wanted to help other people with their mm-hmm. um, gut health and digestive issues? Well, first when I went to school to become a nutritionist, I was like, okay, how is this? How am I going to help heal myself more than anyone else? Right. 
But then talking to my mom and some of my mom's friends, some of my girlfriends, I noticed this like this parallel almost where people are living with gas and bloating all the time and it's uncomfortable feeling, but they think it's normal. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this isn't normal, right? We should be feeling good. And why do we always feel uneasy? Why do we feel gassy and bloated? And then we go to like take a Pepto-Bismol or something that's over the counter. But we're not actually looking at like what is really on our plate. What yeah. are we eating? What are we digesting in our outside world? And what are we digesting in our inside world? So that was a common theme where women would come up to me and say, can you help me? You know, these are some of the symptoms I have. Maybe it's too much TMI for you, but like I don't know where to turn to. Right. And you're probably like, nothing is TMI for me at this point. You're good. You're open. That's awesome. Um, So the theme for our January episodes is New Year, New Inspiration. Mm -hmm. So what do you have to say to those listeners who are out there looking to take control of their health this month? Especially for January. I feel like a lot of people put pressure on themselves. And I used to do this as well, like New Year, New You, and you, yeah. you go so hard the first two weeks of January, or then you go so hard for all of January, and then like the Super Bowl happens, or Valentine's Day, and then you like find excuses to like, mm-hmm. oh, well, this is just a little bit, or yeah. I'm going to drink this, or I'm going to eat that. And I think the easiest thing that I like to do is not look at things as restrictive, because you fixate on the things that you can't have. So like making commitments to yourself, like what are your non-negotiables? Like for me... Sleep is my non-negotiable now. Like, I need to make sure I get, like, eight hours of sleep because not only do I feel better, but I know I can't function or it's going to, like, prohibit other things. Mm -hmm. Like, I won't feel good in terms of my movement. Uh, When I don't sleep enough, I probably gravitate to foods that are, like, salty or full of fat or sugar, like junk foods. So looking at that and then also small goals. Yeah. And having an accountability partner, like, having either if it's, like, a trainer or a nutritionist or friends and, like, having even a mastermind of people to just bounce ideas off of and be like, hey, like, we all like fitness, we all like health, we all like wellness, whatever the case is. Mm -hmm. But, like, being around people who really understand what it's like to be healthy or wanting to be healthy. And what is that definition or that saying about the five people you surround yourself with is a reflection of you? Yeah, 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 I think that's exactly what it is. Yeah, because everyone's, like, ideas and all that, it rubs off on you. Totally. So I feel like, you know, really assessing, like, not just your diet, not just your movement, but, like, what are the people and the experiences around you? If you have, like, a toxic work environment, is there a way you can get out of that and try to make something or look for a better opportunity? Mm-hmm. If you have toxic friends, like, how do you cut some of that out? Like, cut out the fat in areas of your life and, and detox that. And I, I, like, wholeheartedly believe, like, every year, it's not just about, like, recreating yourself. Because it's not that. It's you're always going to be a work in progress. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't look at it like that. I think it's like, what are the small things I can do to make me feel better? Whether it's like the first week of January or the first month, just drinking more water and having a big salad every day. Mm-hmm. To me, those are really big wins because you want consistency and you want to like enable that in the rest of your life. Yeah, yeah. and start small. Like, start and then small. add things later. Like a lot of people try to change like five things at once. It's just not yeah. going to happen. You're going to be stressed out about it. Yeah. yeah. But so why even do that? Time. Like why do you feel like you have to change five things? Yeah. Right? Like I think people don't even ask themselves those questions. They're like, oh, I just need to do it. But yeah. it's like, where are you coming from a place of lack or are you coming from a place of self-love and like, I need to do this for me? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So besides health, what advice do you have for our listeners who want 2020 to be their best year yet? It's mm, a good question. Um, I think a lot of people should be gentle with themselves. I think sometimes we take things too seriously, especially mm-hmm. if you're an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, and even we were talking about this before about being patient, being patient with ourselves 
instant gratification. Like, what is it that you really want? And making a plan and making steps to get to that plan. And it doesn't always have to be work. It could be, like, a wellness goal. It could be, like, a work goal. It could be, like, you know, having a better relationship with somebody. I always believe, like, people need to constantly work on themselves. And I'm not saying, like, you have to take courses or you have to do all these extra things. But, like, really sit with yourself sometimes and meditate and, like, listen to that inner chatter and, like, what is your daily dialogue like? Like, how do you set the tone for your day and your life? For me, what I like to do is every time I take a shower, especially if I take a shower at night, I look at it as, like, a cleansing. Like, I'm cleansing off the energy for the day and I'm, like, going to go to bed peacefully. Mm -hmm. Uh, When I take a shower in the morning, I think about – I almost project and I meditate about how I want my day to be. Okay. And I think sometimes we get so fixated on, like, I need to download these apps, I need to go to these courses, I need to do this, I need to do that. A lot of the time, we have the answers within. Yeah. So just get just sit quiet with yourself and see, like, what are the things that I really want to do for this year, for this decade, and write them down. I think journaling is a big key. It's something that people should be doing ongoing. But even if you don't, like, if you do it once a week, just get your thoughts out on paper mm-hmm. and look at those thoughts and be like, is this making me feel good? And if this makes me feel good, what are the steps I have to take to get to that next level? The good advice. Yeah, it's perfect advice. So um, we're going to get a little bit more into the business side of things. Mm-hmm. So you've done so many exciting things since becoming um, a holistic nutritionist. So um, like I noticed you have your Reiki certifi- certification, and then you've also made your own tea, which is so cool. So what inspires you to continue developing your business in this way? Mm-hmm. That's a good question, actually. (laughs) That's a really good question. So what inspires me is I look at, you know, what are the pain points or what are the things that I need or what is something that I need guidance on and probably other people need guidance on. And if it's even something small, like my tea, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Because I created my tea because I wanted to hopefully, aside from me, get people off off of laxatives and try something that's more gentle and soothing. So I look at, okay, what are the things that I'm very passionate about What are the things I like? And when I create things, how can I help people? I always have that in mind. It's like, it's not, it's not about me. It's about what are, what do people want and how can I help them? And I think when it comes to health and wellness, a lot of people think it's got to be so expensive all the time. And that's Mm -hmm. not true either. Mm. So keeping that in mind. Yeah. So what kind of people do you work with today and what are the various services that you offer? Mm -hmm. I still do marketing and PR. I do marketing consulting, but I do that more for wellness brands. So it's kind of like... That's two, good. Like yeah. my loves together. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I do that. I work with brands like I'm a brand representative or uh, for certain brands I've been like the main figure or the in-house nutritionist for restaurants oh, or supplement companies. Mm-hmm. So I've done that as well. I don't do as much one-on-one anymore, but I do see some people. And then um, I'm on the radio every week on Global oh. AM 640 is their wellness expert. So we talk about all different fun things. Yeah. And then on TV as well. So lots of different, I guess my hands are in different projects and different yeah. things. But, uh, and events. I, nice. I can't forget that because yeah. that's like something that I like doing as well, public speaking. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that's a lot of fun. Keeping stuff. busy. A lot of variety. Yeah. Keeping busy, but yeah, like clearly in the, the way that you want to be now. Mm. So yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Okay. So do you have any advice for those looking to start their own entrepreneurship journey? Yes. <laughs> So much advice. Um, so my advice is not to always look at other people on social media. I think you need to get really clear with yourself and almost have blinders. Like don't 
being constant analysis paralysis, which is what I did a lot in my early 20s. I was like, oh, she's doing this, and he's doing that, and he has this program, and he's making money, and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Doesn't Just because you see things on social media doesn't mean it's actually true. Doesn't yeah. mean, like, these people are killing it, and they're making all this money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, like, you have to get, you have to really focus on what it is that you want, what it is that you want to offer, um, and really see if you can get a mentor in the industry or look to the people that you really admire and study them. And you have to work your ass off. Like, there's yeah. no secret to success, but you have to work your ass off. Mm-hmm. I really like reading um, business books and podcasts and going to networking events. Mm-hmm. I really love Tom Bilyeu. He's the founder oh. of Quest. I listen to his podcast, Impact Theory, and then he has a relationship one with his wife, Lisa. Ooh. So those are really good about business and love and mindset. So those are, I really like to flood my mind with not necessarily just business, but information that is positive. Yeah. Um, another podcast I really love is Andy Frazella, and it's called MFCO, yeah, which is love the it. motherfucking CEO. Yeah. And like, he's so aggressive. He's so aggressive, but, like, but I love after, it. After, I'm like, yes. But it pumps you up because yeah. you're like, got your ass beat you yeah. know like he's like he's like, like don't he's be a real. pussy like yeah you gotta work and you gotta put in the time and you gotta put in the work and I don't think a lot of people realize that like it takes a long time to build a yeah. successful business and mm-hmm. a successful brand and not only that everyone's idea of success is different as yeah. well right so you really got to get clear on your goals and I do a one-year goal I do five-year goals I do 10-year goals and that changes yeah. that changes as I evolve as a person that changes mm-hmm. as things happen to me but um and I don't know if I said this already, but even as a nutritionist, when I was in school, I did nine internships because I really wanted to understand what it was like in my field working at different types of jobs, like yeah. working for a naturopath, working at, let's say, a supplement store, mm-hmm. working at a food studio, a cooking mm-hmm. studio, helping someone write a book. Like I did all these things to understand, you know, what are the areas I like versus the areas I didn't like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you're going to be the only one who's going to have the answers. But I do think it's good to also get help. Like if you need to upgrade your skill set or you need to take business courses or marketing or sales, like yeah. do those things. But all good things take time, mm-hmm. whether it's a business, it's a relationship, like, and you always have to put in the work. You can't yeah. just be like, okay, like I, this is my side hustle and just say it's your side hustle. It's like, you got to be working at it all the time. So eventually it's your main thing and it's who you are. Yeah. Or you just go all in on yourself and you just do it and you work on it every day. But I think a lot of people, there's this expectation like, well, you know, I should I should have this amount of money now or I should get this many followers now or these X amount of brands should be wanting to work with me. And it's like, no, like everyone yeah. has to pay their dues, right? Yeah. And even be around people that are also entrepreneurs and that mm-hmm. also get it. Like it, can, it doesn't necessarily have to be people in the same space as you or industry. Yeah. But I find like a lot of my girlfriends are actually other nutritionists. But we're not competitive against each other. Yeah, you're yeah. building each other up. Yeah, we build each yeah. other up. We promote each other all the time. Yeah. I think having that good circle of friends, like we cross promote each other all the time. We see each other at events. We have our little like potlucks. It's just mm-hmm. having that community of people where I found that really helped me and my business because I'm like, if I'm struggling with this, is anyone else or is it is it just me? Mm-hmm. And sometimes you have these these mind games where you're like, oh, maybe I shouldn't, or maybe I. You go down this rabbit hole yeah. of like negativity, and it's like. No, like, like seek, seek help, like put yourself out there and you're going to make mistakes. Like I've made tons of mistakes, mm-hmm. but then you realize like everyone makes mistakes, especially yeah. in business. Yeah. Yeah. So don't be hard on yourself for that. Yeah. Yeah. I also think some people when they get into, they want to start their own business. They want to be an entrepreneur. A lot of people associate the word entrepreneur with rich for yes. some reason. 
Oh my gosh. And it's like they one in a hundred that probably I know, they make think, it all the way, you know. Like they think that they're gonna be an entrepreneur and it's gonna be successful and then they don't actually question themselves because they that's the mindset they have. They're like, Oh well, I'm an entrepreneur, so it's gonna be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it's actually so much harder because you're doing literally all the work to of course. get yeah, I think you were doing it all. It's exciting because there is the potential to probably earn more than you would in another way, but only you can only get there if you, as you said, like work your ass off yeah. to get there. Yeah. And I think people are like, I'm going to get there regardless. Yeah. But like, no. Yeah. <laughs> but, That's a good point. I also think like people think, you know, they love Gary Vee, and I do too. I don't mm-hmm. want to knock him because I think he's amazing. Yeah. But just because you listen to Gary Vee doesn't mean you're an entrepreneur either. Like, mm-hmm. you have to like do the work, you have to make a plan. And you have to execute on it every day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every day. Well, and Gary Vee even says that being like, he says literally the same thing almost every single day. And it takes some people, some people will never do it. Like they're mm-hmm. listening and they're listening and they're like, yes. And, but they'll never actually like do it. And then mm-hmm. some, he, he was so funny. He's like, people have listened to 200 of my episodes and like then they decide to make a change. So I guess maybe that's, that's why, why he's he so repetitive. Yeah. But some people, yeah, like they feel like... Like, they feel like they're doing something because, yeah, they're listening to his advice. But, like, mm-hmm. you've got to take those actions. For yes. sure. So what are the best and hardest parts about being an entrepreneur? I would say sometimes, not always, because there can be flexibility. But then you also have to realize you have to sacrifice a lot and there's no off days. Yeah. Like, I'm constantly working in my business because I have certain goals that I want to hit and that I want to achieve. And not everyone's cut out for that either. Um, but I think... The best thing is like, I have a vision. I want to leave a legacy. I want to make an impact on people. Like I don't, to me, I don't care if I have a 25,000 follower account. I don't care about being considered an influencer. I care about making impact, whether it's small or big on people. It's like having a discussion. Maybe it's writing a book or an ebook, or if they see me on TV, they can walk away and say, you know what? That information really stuck with me. Maybe I'm going to try approaching my wellness journey or eating like this. And I think for me, if I can do that and I can have longevity in, in the industry and educating people, that's to me like a big, an ongoing win. Um, as an entrepreneur, though, I mean, it's hard because it's always you versus you. You mm-hmm. always have to push yourself. And there's days where I really don't want to be an adult. There's days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's days where, like, you know, I feel like I've been ripped off from a vendor and I don't want to pay them, but I have to do these yeah. things. Like, I'm an adult, right? I have to do this. And it's like, there's going to be times where there's going to be conflict. And how do you mm-hmm. resolve that as an adult? There's going to be times where you know, maybe other things in your life don't align, like maybe your relationship, you broke up with your boyfriend, or like you're having a fight with a friend or a family member, but then you have to go present at like an event. Mm -hmm. So how do you separate the two? Or do you try to like make them all merge together? Mm -hmm. Is there such a thing as balance? And that's something that I think we all struggle with, especially as entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. Um, And where do you find that? So there's a lot of challenges, but I think there's always pros and cons. And I think too, um, a lot of the time it's that, just because you're working corporate or you're working part-time for somebody else and you're trying to figure out your entrepreneurial journey, I don't think that's a bad thing at all. No, yeah. I look at that as, you know, it's a way to supplement income into your business. Mm-hmm. And, like, if you're also working for someone, you're learning how they built a great business. Yeah. Or maybe they didn't, but you can learn either way, pros and cons of their business mistakes or yeah. things that uh, you would want to modify. And maybe, like, there's opportunity and growth there that you can take some and like bring it onto your own or call mm-hmm. that like part of your business yeah um like a lot of my friends were like oh like corporate sucks and this and that and blah 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 and I'm like there's pros and cons because you learn a lot 
in any work environment you're in, you can you can learn a lot about like how to read people, how to yeah. sell, how to hold yourself, how to present, mm-hmm. um, and those are things sometimes you wouldn't necessarily get if you're just a solo entrepreneur. Yeah. But either way, it's it's hard. But you have to have this it's really strong mental game. And if it's you versus you every day, how do you wake up and, like, how do you – or what are the things you tell yourself? And for me, I tell myself the same thing every day. And it wasn't easy for me. In the first five years, I cried all the time. All the time. I was like, yeah. why isn't this working? Poor me, poor me, poor me. Yeah. But I changed my mindset. And the thing that I tell myself every day is I'm going to win. I don't say when I'm going to win, but I am going to win. I'm going to win the day. I'm going to win this project. I'm yeah. going to win, like, this meeting. I'm going to win. That's like my affirmation. Uh, And I think, you know, when we talk about 2020 goals, I think we should all have an affirmation. It doesn't have to be, I'm going to win, but specific to you. Mm, Yeah. Hmm. I like that. Yeah. Mm, And you feel that, right? Like when you get momentum in something, like you feel like other things start Mm. to like pick up too because you're exuding that energy, right? Like you're on that roll. Totally. So we just just have a few wellness questions for you. Well, we we talked about... um, gut health obviously a lot at the beginning but Mm. what are your just biggest general tips for people who maybe struggle or just want to have good digestive health Mm -hmm. um look at your food what are the foods you're eating versus what are the foods you're not eating have like a food log a food diet i think that's key as well um drinking enough water i don't think a lot of people do that Having sleep, because sleep affects your digestion. A lot of the things, like going back to the basics, like before mm. you even look up all these supplements and do your research, hopefully you do, and not just follow someone on Instagram or YouTube yeah. because they have all this follower account. But if you are going to do that as well, like do your due diligence and be like, is this person educated in this space? Mm-hmm. Um, because there's a lot of like fake information out there, right? Yeah. So if you are going to follow somebody and you are going to try to get health advice from them or nutrition advice, yeah. Like, why are you? Ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. And I think, too, it's like breaking down into mini goals. Like, what are, like, three goals in terms of either healing your digestive system or if you want to be healthy for 2020, what are three things you want? Drinking yeah. more water, maybe moving more daily, gaining eight hours of sleep. And, like, attacking it like that Yeah. instead of, like, saying I need to fix all these things. And on top of that, too, like, I think there's room for supplements, but I think a lot of the time people start with way too many and then they kind of fall off the wagon. So yeah. it's like stick at two or three that you know you can take, that you can afford, and that are they even actually making an impact on you? You mm-hmm. need to ask yourself that too. Yeah. And well, sorry, one more thing. Yeah. Warm water yeah. and lemon or um, water and apple cider vinegar. Like, Ooh, again, okay. going back to the basics, yeah. like things that we should prime our systems with yeah. like first thing in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. So we'd love to learn more about your personal wellness practices. So do you have any routines that you follow on mm-hmm. a day-to-day basis? Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, the morning I like to start my day, if I have if I don't take a shower at night in the morning, again, like I have like these affirmations I tell myself mm-hmm. and I think about how I want my day to start. Okay. And I just, that's something I'm just quiet with myself about. And these, this is the chatter that, this is the mental dialogue I tell myself every day. So I start with positive thoughts, positive affirmations. Um, I usually try to walk to my clients or walk to meetings, walk to work. And during that that's time, good. I either listen to a podcast, because it's also like ways for me to get my steps in the day yeah. two, because sometimes you sit so long. So yeah. I'm like, what are the ways that I can like move today mm-hmm. if I'm not able to go to a class? Because sometimes my days are really, really long. And that's the reality of an entrepreneur sometimes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I ask myself, okay, where are the ways that I can move today? And so I either use that time for a podcast or I use that time just to be quiet with myself. And I'll find areas to cut through. Like, I'll go through Trinity Bellwoods and, like, a little bit of nature. Or, like, if I can on the weekends, 
I'll go down to the water or I'll find parks and I'll sit in a park and just have my coffee or tea and sit there and be with myself for a little bit Mm -hmm. to think about like how am I digesting my day, my week, especially if something bothered me, I need to think about, you know, what are the things, like what were my triggers? Mm. I like to journal a lot. I think that really helps. It's a set of like releasing and I think most people should journal, but we're so attached to our phones and we're attached to technology. Mm. And I like giving myself like a digital detox. I think that works really well. And I feel like, you know, I just sporadically go. I don't have to announce it to anyone. It's just, like, I need to, like, take some time for myself and really sit and feel, like, do I feel better when I'm off social media? I think sometimes that helps. Um, From, like, a food perspective, again, it's, like, what are the things that I like to eat? And then I ask myself, like, what are the things that I always gravitate to that I know aren't the best for you? And I don't always like to say bad and good. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm eating clean versus, like, I'm not eating clean because – like, then we demonize foods. It's like, mm-hmm. I can't eat pizza anymore because it's so unhealthy for you. It's like, no, like, I can have it in moderation. Whereas before, I used to beat myself up over it. Or I'd be mm-hmm. super strict and restrictive where, like, I wouldn't go visit friends or family or go to restaurants because I'm like, oh. if it's not these types of foods, I'm not coming. Mm-hmm. And so then it just more, ruins other aspects of your life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So being more flexible with the foods that I eat. And I'm not saying I don't, like, adhere to uh, a clean diet, but I do. But if there's an opportunity or social gathering that comes up, I'm not going to avoid it now because, you know, there's not foods there that I can't eat. Yeah. 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 No, that's and That's a big, I always have that little bit of anxiety. I'm like, okay, is there going to be a salad on the menu? Because like, yeah. I don't want to be, I don't want my stomach to hurt, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, so why do you think that some people have difficulty taking control of their health or even mm-hmm. really acknowledging that they have, that they could better their health? Um, I think they don't care. I think sometimes people think it's like going to skip them like disease or illness or, um, like body spasms, like muscle tension. Like they Mm -hmm. feel like it's not, they can like cheat the system, which is their body. Mm -hmm. Um, or people will say, I don't have time. And I'm sometimes I'm that person too, where I'm like, I don't have time. That's the biggest excuse. I don't have time. Yeah. That people say. But then I'm like, I have time to do this, this, and this. So like I, I make non-negotiables for myself. I'm like, if I don't have time, to move today, I'm going to make sure, like, to take a class or go to the gym, I'm going to walk. Mm-hmm. That's my, like, pro and con to it. So yeah. I won't go to the gym, but I'm still going to move. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I'm like, okay, so if I'm not going to go to the gym, I'm going to make sure I make my own food today instead of, like, you know, mm-hmm. eat takeout and Uber Eats and stuff like that. And I'm also going to do something else. I'm going to make sure I get my eight hours of sleep. I'm going to make sure I go to bed and shut down my computer or laptop at a certain time. Um, so f- I think a lot of people, it's – they don't take ownership of yeah. a lot of things. And I don't just think it's their health. It's usually a pattern in their life. Mm-hmm. So if they don't take ownership about their health, they're probably not taking ownership about things in their relationship. They're probably not taking ownership with their friends. Yeah. Like, you see a parallel with that, mm-hmm. right? Um, and I think, too, it's that people, there's that level of accountability. Like, they need that. Yeah. And a lot of people lack that. Mm-hmm. And self-love and respect. Yeah. yeah. And then when you feel good, that expands to other people around yeah. you, right? Like, yeah. other people are bettered by you being bettered. I think that's – I think some people think it's selfish sometimes to take care of themselves. Mm-hmm. But it's not because if you're at your best, then you can take care and look out for other people, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, okay, we're going to do um, a couple fun questions. We're going to do rapid fire. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. And then we'll kind of wrap up with some closing thoughts. So for our first rapid fire, what is your favorite snack? My favorite snack, healthy or not healthy? Which, whichever. I do like nut butters. I do like smoothies. Okay. So like anything with like a chocolate, 
like smoothie with nut butter I really like. Nice. But if it's something bad, uh, I'd probably say like a Reese's Pizza. So mm. good. <laughs> so good. Um, coffee or tea? Oh, coffee in the morning, tea at night. Mm-hmm. Yoga or a boot camp? Yoga. Summer or winter? Summer. <laughs> nice. Um, an all-inclusive or an adventurous vacation? Adventure. Sweets or salty? Ah. <laughs> so hard. I know. I'd say salty. Okay. Who is your biggest inspiration? Mm. Uh, probably Dr. Mark Hyman. I really like him. Kimberly Schneider, uh, who's also a nutritionist. She works with Deepak Chopra. Mm. And Chris Carr. Nice. Who's a nutritionist based out of New York, and she helped heal herself holistically, and she had cancer. Mm. Wow. I love those stories. Yeah. yeah. It's so nice to hear. Yeah. Um, so, Actually, sorry, yeah. there's one yeah. more. Joy, Joy, Joy yeah. McCarthy. I love Joy. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Oh, we'll have to. We'll have to get Joy on. We. Yeah. She was also at the. Doesn't she have? She has a podcast. She does yeah. have a podcast, yeah. and we met. Um, we I met guess her with Charlotte. And Scott. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't even mm-hmm. say this during the recording, but um, we met Laura doing a Bumble and a Times Flow event um, mm-hmm. in the summer, and then yeah, Joy McCarthy was also on the panel as well. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Joy. Yeah. Shout out to Joy. Yeah. And hey, Charlotte. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to everyone. Um, okay, so to close off the theme of the month, what is something you're looking forward to this year? A few projects and products I'm working on that I really want to take off this year. Like, I just launched my prebiotic honey elixir, so I yes. want more people to know about that. Uh, my wellness journals and a few other things that like products and projects that I want to enable people to re- to actually use and realize that. This is at their fingertips, and it's just a tool that they can have in their health and wellness kit. Mm-hmm. That's really what I want to see, gain legs and momentum, mm-hmm. and just more education and exposure to people about uh, the way I look at food and health and wellness, and that doesn't necessarily mean that they have to follow it that way, but that it can't be hard, um, and just enable people to reach out and talk about like these issues. Yeah. That's, that sounds like it would be a yeah. great year. Fun year, yeah. Um, so just to wrap up, we'd love for you to share where people can find you online and connect with you and yeah. just if you have any closing thoughts to leave us with. Sure. So my website is gowithyourgut.org and then on Instagram, gowithyourgut. So not to be confused with go with yogurt because people think that's <laughs> oh, what it's called. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I don't that's even yeah, know. So go with your gut on Instagram. Uh, I'm on Global AM 640 every Thursday between 2 and 2.30 p.m. Okay. And then monthly, either on um, usually like Global or CP24, you can find me once in a while there doing TV spots. And then in and around Toronto, events that are coming up, I have uh, an event with Charlotte. So mm-hmm. we're doing uh, a raw and basic detox retreat coming cool. up this Friday. And then some events at Stacked. And then I guess in and around the Toronto area, I'm usually participating in events. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. we sh- will have to get some of those links from you and then mm-hmm. put yeah. it in the description so people can join you in person. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank we you. learned so much today. Yeah, such yeah. a beautiful conversation. We Thanks. appreciate you. Thanks, ladies. Thank you. conversation with a wellness entrepreneur here in Toronto. If there's one thing that we would love for you to take away from this episode, it's that you need to take action and control of your own health. Laura is a perfect example of someone who has done this. She clearly was on a path that was not good for her and she took action. She made a plan and she actually turned 
her life around and the way she felt on a day-to-day -day basis and now she is living her happiest and healthiest life. So we really, really hope that this episode inspires you to take even just that one step forward to bettering yourself and your well-being so that you can be your best self for those who are around you. Thank you to Kelly Love for sponsoring today's episode. Everyone have an amazing rest of the week and stay well. Thanks for tuning in. We have new episodes every Wednesday, so make sure you subscribe to stay up to date and share with a friend. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Team Wellness TO or check us out on our website at teamwellnessto.com. That's all for now.